0: WFYI podcast brought to you by Bloomington, Indiana, an American college town offering food and drink, college sports, outdoor activities, live music, cool art, and good times daily. Everyone is welcome in Bloomington. More information at visitbloomington.com.
1: We're going to take a trip right now. like we always do about this time. This is a journey into
2: sound. Break it down! I'm Kyle Long, and you're listening to Cultural Manifesto. On this week's show, we'll listen back to some of my favorite interviews of 2022. Over the last year, I've featured words and music from a wide variety of local and national artists. And for the next hour we'll hear from angelique Kijo Emily Wells oltani Gianna Neville Kwesi Brown of sweet poison victim mafer bandola of Ladama and Richard Morse of Ram let's start with angelique Kijo she was born in Benin in 1960 and rose to global prominence as a vocalist during the 1990s Kijo's extraordinary success has earned her the title of Africa's premier diva. And in 2021, Time magazine named Kijo as one of the 100 most influential people in the world. Angelique Kijo performed in central Indiana in October of 2022. Let's join my conversation with Kijo as we discuss her influence on contemporary west african music stars like burna boy and yemi alade and angelique you create a staggering amount of music and i wanted to ask you about uh, some of your recent projects you know right now you have a song out on the woman king soundtrack you have just released an incredible album with ibrahim Malouf titled queen of sheba and you also recently issued your grammy winning solo album Uh, Mother Nature and I wanted to ask you about that album you know Mother Nature features so many incredible guest artists you know particularly younger artists representing this new wave of African music you know Sampa the Great, Burner Boy, Yemi Alade Uh, you have a great relationship with this new wave of African musicians can you tell me about that relationship and kind of what it means to you to see this new generation of artists rise up and kind of conquer American music and Take African music to to new places.
3: I mean, it was uh, to my surprise that all those young artists claim being in power and power and in, uh, inspired by me my music. You know, you—that's st- what I was talking about when it comes to West Montgomery. Mm. You start doing music, and you don't know where that music will go. You don't know what that music will do to people, how it transforms people's life, how it links to. The best or worst memory. Music is something, it's a it's it's a, it's a form of art that is fluid as air and water. It goes everywhere. There's no a crack where there's no music, there's no sound. So for me, this new young generation of African musicians, they've been empowered and impacted by my music. And I did not know when I was doing I started doing music in the early 90s that this generation of artists will be working with me today will be thanking me for empowering them i just do music you know when you start doing music you you, you 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 follow that inspiration that deep truth that comes with it and you just you are humbled to get that i'm always at the service of music it has always been like that i didn't ask to be a singer i was born with a voice i didn't ask for a voice i just use the best i can to empower this world and this young generation is giving it back so when you get something, you always get back. It doesn't matter what you do, action call reactions. So for me, I'm really humbled and happy to see the professionalism of those young this new generation. Their their music is out of this world, is done impeccably and with a lot of professionalism. And I've been living to see this day to, to this for this day to come.
2: Yeah, I wanted I wanted to ask you about that. You know, you're one of the pioneers of African music with Miriam Makeba and Fela and Hugh Masekela, one of the few artists who's really been able to um, establish uh, an audience in the United States. When you were starting out in the 80s and 90s, you know, struggling to get your music heard, did you think you'd see a time when, you know, African music would dominate the American uh, pop music charts? No?
3: But it was not impossible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is you don't know. I mean, That's the beauty of it. Thank God we don't know what the future holds. Otherwise, we'd all be dead by now. (laughs) I think so. I mean, um, music goes, travel. It's a cycle all the time. Thing goes around, it comes around. And I've been saying this since the beginning of my career, that there's no music without Africa at the center of it because we are all Homo sapiens. Homo sapiens come from Africa. It's in our DNA. It doesn't matter the skin color we have. It's something in us that is african that resonate with music with everything in this nature that we live in so for me to see that happening is 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 part of my uh, my belief that there's nothing impossible everything is possible as long as we do it with truth in light of our soul and we give it all
2: Let's pause and listen to one of Angelique Kijo's collaborations with the Nigerian vocalist Burner Boy. Off his 2019 album African Giant, this is Burner Boy with Different, featuring Damien Marley and Angelique Kijo. Now greetings to the world vice of ice the one called Big Gangzla alongside Burner
1: Boy, you know. Yes, true boy. I know we different, different style we delivering. I don't have the a equivalent, different predicament. Everyday a different problem. Different life from a government, different politics. People with different qualities, different things are happening. Different feeling, looking for a different healing. Read it with a different meaning. Different book, come with a different look. Same script, different talk different elections sell a different fast hope. and demand us with a different road it's a different time different things from my mind different steps we a climb while them connive different egos collide back full of different nights differently though although we different still we similar every man bleed blood that's a big similarity seven billion show one cinema one world we live in uh, and through social media Become the new encyclopedia Exposing reality in a real time Click a button and watch a video then you just might find everyone love them family. That is another familiarity to demonstrate the similarity. That doesn't mean there's not a big difference up in the quality of copy from the real original. 'Cause you don't know, know we're different. Different acts of we differently intelligent. Different medicine. We're not a chemical medicine. Different leaves and remedies. Different study. Of my roots and origin Tell my truth in melodies History teachers and tell you that Different lies now Different from what I find now You know, knowledge is the key And I that them I know oh, oh, From the youth and mind bringing different force So different gun with your boss You know where ain't hard to find us Maybe where the don't know
4: oh, I go, me run oh, no Maybe where the topo don't
3: Si si
4: no A <speaking in Spanish>
3: Yata I eat I dogba iro o No do wa kami waro baraba e Yata I eat I
2: I'm Kyle Long, and you're listening to Cultural Manifesto. On this week's show, we're listening back to some of my favorite interviews of 2022. Up next, we'll hear from Richard A. Morse of the legendary Haitian band Ram. Ram performed at the Indianapolis Haitian Flag Day Festival in Garfield Park in May of 2022. Morse grew up On the east coast of the united states his father was a white american academic and his mother was a black haitian musician and dancer before forming ram in the 1980s morris had a background in punk and new wave music and morris brought the rebellious energy of punk rock into his work with ram and during our conversation we discussed Ram's politically controversial lyrics, which have caused some problems for the group. I did want to ask you about the political commentary uh, carried in Ram's music. This got you in some trouble over the years with the Haitian government and the, the military. I know you've had songs banned. Uh, you had the power cut off during your performances. Tell me about some of the conflicts you've been in um, with the music and the subjects you're singing about.
5: Yeah, we get in trouble. I mean, there, were, there was a, an attempt on our lives in Carnival at one point uh we we weren't invited to carnival we still don't get invited to very many carnivals um someone someone said you know it's it's your lyrics that's why you don't get invited to carnival and and uh so I did a instrumental carnival song <laughs> <laughs> called Symphony Juugeto and uh and we still didn't get invited so so Someone said it sounded like a demonstration. Um, Yeah, we've had people, uh, you know, come into the hotel. Uh, We've had musicians arrested in the middle of a show. Um, We've had our sound man come up, you know, while we're performing and and telling us to end the show and get out of here. Uh, You know, we've survived, we've survived all of this though not everyone has survived all of this because, uh, my chief of security was killed, uh, along with, uh, maybe half dozen dozen other people in carnival one year. You don't want to die. You know, you want to, you want to give the messages. Uh, you want to say what's up. Uh, and so you're, you're, you're constantly, uh, sort of in a balance of saying what needs to be said and, uh, you know, sometimes you have to duck. Uh, we've been fortunate. Uh, my wife constantly reminds me that uh, you know I have family, and a horse has a tail. I think I think that's the, that's the thing. It's like you know you can be jumping over the fire, but your tail can get burned. So you know, I'm not as reckless as I may have been at one point. Um, but I've also met a lot of people that that influence. Things and so, so sometimes you know it's a phone call or it's a meeting or, or you you talk to people instead of having to use social media or, or songs to get the message across. Um, but but you know it's important that the message comes out,
6: hmm.
5: and it's important that people who are suffering, which is the great majority of Haitians, it's important that they know that they have people backing them up. And I think that's, I think that's critical. I think, I think the Haitian people like to know that they're supported and that there are people on their side. And, um, and that's really where, you know, I mean, it's the Haitian people that taught me about the music and the culture and the, and the traditions. And so that, that, that is that's where I am. That's, those are the people who reached out to me. And so I, you know, whenever I'm in a situation, I try and reach out to them.
2: I'm curious, what's going through your mind when you're on stage and you're you know, your sound man is coming up to you and, and telling you there's this threat. If you continue the performance, there's a threat of potential violence on you or your band. I mean what I'm just that just seems so foreign to me. What you close kind of, it down? Yeah.
5: <laughs> you close it down. You say, Well, he looks serious, let's shut this down You yeah. know.
2: But how, uh, how does that influence yeah. your mindset going in, going forward with the band and playing the next gig, knowing that this could happen again? And yeah, kind of where are you at mentally when something like that's unfolding around you?
5: Uh, you know, it's been going on a long time. Yeah, we're musicians, and so uh, you know, people hire us to do gigs, and that's what we do. And so, you know, that's just what we do. That's what it is. And uh, and so you know that's we don't focus on the negative. We focus on the positive.
2: Let's listen to a classic track from Ram from 2017. This is Mpral Dominan Simici. along and you're listening to Cultural Manifesto. On this week's show, we're listening back to some of my favorite interviews of 2022. Up next, we'll hear from Kwesi Brown of the Indianapolis band Sweet Poison Victim. Kwesi grew up in the West African country of Ghana. And the music of Sweet Poison Victim mixes sounds from Kwesi's homeland with Afro-Latin rhythms in rock and roll. I asked Kwesi about Sweet Poison Victim's presence in the local music scene. And Kwesi, when you started this band 10 years ago, there was really nothing like this on the music scene at that time. Over the years, the band has played at the biggest nightclubs in the city. You've played at big festivals here in the city. Um, Did it surprise you, the impact and the popularity of what you were doing here in the community. How did you, what, what how do you assess yes. that? Yes,
7: I would say it was a surprise because uh, just like what you're saying, uh, since I moved here, I mean, there was nothing like that, you know? And I never thought there would be anything like this till, you know, we started playing. And you can tell, like, whenever, you know, we play in a festival or concert and after that, people come like, man, this is great. You know, I've never heard this before. And yeah, that's nice. I saw the way people were appreciating the sound that, you know, we were producing. That made me very, very happy. People go crazy when they hear about us, you know. So, yeah, that's a, a surprise. But then also now, you know, when you see these uh, this kind of uh, responses, you know, yeah, uh, you are very, very satisfied like, oh, okay, at least we've brought something different that uh, people appreciate.
2: One of the things I appreciate about you is that you have this very impressive history as an academic and a performer, right? And you've played in a lot of prestigious uh, places and you've been uh, involved with a lot of uh, prestigious projects. But I've seen Sweet Poison Victim play at basement, punk rock basement shows (laughs) to, like, 20 uh, punk rock kids at, like, 1 a.m. on a Saturday night. You'll take this music anywhere to anybody. Tell me about that aspect of uh, sharing this culture and music with people here in Indiana and kind of your approach to performing this music for audiences that are unfamiliar with West African or Ghanaian music.
7: Yeah, I mean (laughs) uh, – Mentioning about this uh, punk rock, whatever. And uh, one of my surprise, you know, uh, we went to this basement performance and they started and people were hitting other people. <laughs> like, I swear, God, that day I was ready to kill somebody. You know, <laughs> I mean, what is this? They say, oh, this is how it is. You see, it was a surprise, but that was cool. But then, you know, at times I feel like, how how, how does our music fit into this? culture, but I'm telling you, you know, in some way it does, like we played at this uh, jazz kitchen, and I was surprised the way they received our music, you know, because all the music that, you know, come over there is totally different from our sound, you see. So that's one thing, uh, you, you cannot predict how
2: you are going to be received, This is Sweet Poison Victim with tilapia. Go, go, With sweet poison victim with tilapia. Cultural Manifesto will return after this short break. I'm Kyle Long, and you're listening to Cultural Manifesto. On this week's show, we're looking back at some of my favorite interviews of 2022. And up next, we'll hear from the Indianapolis-based Haitian-American vocalist, Oltani. Oltani's music blends elements of Haitian kompa with Afro beats. Let's listen back to an excerpt of our conversation as we discuss her work in Indianapolis. Can you tell me about uh, your background? You grew up in Haiti, correct?
8: Yes. um, I was born and grew up in Haiti. I came here in the United States in 2010, and I believe that's over 10 years ago. And um, I've been living in Florida, West Palm Beach, Florida. And um, I've been here in Indy
2: for four years now. What brought you to Indianapolis?
8: Um, I don't really have an answer to this question every time I get that question. <laughs> because um, I think I just, like, I was over it. Like, it was like I've been there for a long time, and I feel like I wanted a change. I wanted something new, and... um. I just get up and move.
2: Obviously, there's a huge population of Haitians in Florida. You know, the yes. first the first time I went to Miami, one of the first things on my agenda was to go to Little Haiti and check out the culture oh, and yeah. food and How has your experience been here in Indiana? There's a growing Haitian community here, right?
8: Yes, it's growing a lot. It's becoming to I believe like Little Haiti in Miami. Here, when I came here four years ago, it wasn't that much Haitians around. And right now, they're everywhere. Like,
2: it's a lot. The population is getting huge. Yeah. Are they located in a particular part of town or people just living anywhere they can find someplace?
8: Um, I think mostly you're going to find them on the east side and the west side because when I go there, I feel like I'm I'm home.
2: <laughs> right? When you go out to the Far East Side, there's a growing presence of Caribbean restaurants, Caribbean markets, so there's a lot of uh, Haitian diaspora living out in that part of the city, Yes, right? yeah. yes, there is. And Tony, I want to talk about your music. Mm-hmm. Uh, the music you make today mixes a lot of different styles. There's some compa music, there's Afro beats, yes. you know, African music influence. You're singing in Spanish, or excuse me, you're singing in English and French, Creole, right? I wish I could sing in Spanish. Yeah, (laughs) you sing in English and Creole. Tell me about branching out to secular music and kind of what you're doing now and the influences that you are bringing to your music.
8: Our culture is compa. It's compa. I started it playing compa, and um, I always love Afro music. I've been listening to Afro music back in, in my country. We are very connected with the African culture. So I found the love in Afro music and I'm like, I love it. Why not, you know, sing what I love? Why not put something out there um, that makes me happy? Because when I'm listening to the Afro music, I'm, I'm feeling happy because it's dense, it's fun. Just like the Haitian music. But um, that's why I kind of mix it up. So Afro and Compa.
2: This is Oltani Charles with Kondani.
4: I make magic. Oltani.
9: Toxie. We lost to a toxie. Cause if I'm fair, I'll you, I say You always for me, offer me everything I like. But you never try one day to understand my pen. Because I know how much I love you, you my need pain, let my life fall. i be a good
2: That was Oltani Charles with Kondani. This week on Cultural Manifesto, we're listening back to some of my favorite interviews of 2022. Up next, we'll hear from the Venezuelan musician, Mafer Bandola. Mafer is a master of the Venezuelan string instrument known as the Bandola. She's also a member of La Dama, a unique band that explores musical traditions from across the Americas. La Dama performed at Bloomington, Indiana's Lotus Festival in September of 2022. I asked Mafer about the La Dama song, In Migrante. And I want to play a song off that album, Oye Mujer, and I believe this features you on vocals, In Migrante. Is that correct? Yes,
0: immigrante. That's a merengue that we composed with La Dama.
2: Tell us, this is a very meaningful song, right? Tell us what you're singing about on this track.
0: Yes. um, Thank you, Kai, for choosing that song. It's the first time that I sing in La Dama's album. Mm -hmm. (laughs) With that song, that was the first time that I sing with the band. And um, we created as a way to create an anthem for the immigrants, los inmigrantes, el status de immigrants in different parts of the world, they are connected or let's say they are associated with sadness and poorness and somehow the solitude. And they were um, in that point, I remember when we create the song is what was happening in the border and the separation of the families and the lack of support of the other countries with their immigrants. So we created this song just to make them feel proud of what they are and how important are immigrants for the nations who receive them. Um, And the song is Immigrante, Valiente, Caminante, that's the chorus, which means Immigrante, the brave walker. Um, And this is for them, for all the immigrants.
2: Dama, with In Migrante. This week on Cultural Manifesto, we're listening back to some of my favorite interviews of 2022. And up next, we'll hear from the Indianapolis drummer and bandleader, Gianna Neville. She released her debut album, Motherland, in 2022. Gianna is best known for her work in jazz music, but she also plays in klezmer and punk band. I asked Gianna about her place in the local jazz scene. On that note, I wanted to ask how you kind of fit into the Indianapolis jazz scene. Is this a scene that has embraced you and welcomed you, or is your sort of uh, independent attitude been something that's hard for, for musicians here to grapple with?
10: I will say that a little bit of both. I have been embraced and I have not been. And um, and I think it's because I have that that thought process it's like well you know people will tell me like i've you know i ask people like how do you, you know you need to go here and you need to do this and how about i don't need to do anything i could just not <laughs> like <laughs> i'm sorry but like i just get this you know like well you need to because he did it or because she did this you need to do this because they did it and look where they are now it's like well what if i don't want to do that like i want to do what i want to do like i love don't get me wrong the scene here is great there's a place for everybody to exist but sometimes I find myself in this really weird place of do I really want to go there and do that because somebody told me to do it or do I want to do what I want to do and then not be there because I think for me a lot of the things that I am trying to do and want to do can be done if I just keep trying and persisting like like I'm I'm all over the place. Like I might not be in the big hot spots, but I mean I still get I still get called to play and I get hired for really random gigs. Like, for example, this next coming up few weeks, I'll be in Cincinnati with the Evan Drybread quartet. And then a couple weeks after that, I'll be in Chicago playing a klezmer gig. And then in between those gigs, I'm playing in a punk band called L S D, hmm. Live, Suffer, Die. So I'm going from straight ahead jazz to punk screamo, then going to do a klezmer gig, which is traditional Jewish and Yiddish music. And like, I don't know anybody else that's doing that. And then on top of that, I have a great interest in Latin music. I still I do it at home. I might not post about it, I might not tell people, but I still do, like, Latin percussion and drumming. That's one of my really big passions. I got that out of, from Jim Dreyer out of Iowa. So I do that. So I don't know anybody else, (laughs) at least that I know of, in the scene or in the city that can, that even would even know what to do. Like, with, like, you walk into my room and it looks like Sam Ash. There's keyboards everywhere, there's timbales, congas, there's, like, three drum sets in my room. Uh, a crap ton of cymbals snare drums saxophones accordions all type of stuff I mean I'm not saying that like I'm the best musician I'm better than everybody but I don't look at certain opportunities and go oh I'm not gonna do that because of this like I try to do everything that I want to do because like I tell people like I love the punk band I'm in I love those guys. I like playing with, you know, straight ahead jazz. I like playing with the chatterbox, but sometimes I just don't want to do that. (laughs) My mom was actually so excited when I joined this punk band. She was like, oh my goodness, something else you haven't done, but somehow managed to do. (laughs) I'm really excited. I mean, I like it. I mean, a lot of people probably don't think it's something that I should be doing, but with the music scene now, I, I love it all. I love every aspect of everything that the city is doing. It's just, I find that Where I fit in is in between the cracks, and the cracks are, people don't look in the cracks.
2: This is Gianna Neville with the title track from her debut album, Motherland. Thank you. That was Gianna Neville with Motherland. This week on Cultural Manifesto, we're listening back to some of my favorite interviews of 2022. Up next, we'll hear an excerpt from my interview with Emily Wells. Her 2022 album, Regards to the End, reflects on the AIDS crisis of the 1980s and the present-day climate crisis well spent much of her youth in Indianapolis. And we discussed her early years performing in the city during our conversation. I wanted to talk to you a bit about your background here in Indianapolis. You essentially grew up here. And it was in Indianapolis that you started sharing your music with the world. And I believe you came here around nine years old. I'm curious what brought your family to Indianapolis?
11: Sure. Yeah, your your timeline is spot on. My dad was a music minister at the time. And so he um, got a job with a, a church in Indianapolis. And, you know, we moved from Texas. So it was a big culture shock. Um, but, you know, it, it, I think such is the nature with, you know, preachers, kids are kind of like army brats, you know, it's like, we move around a lot. There's there's sort of a lack of roots can can happen, so.
2: You said it was a culture shock. Was that the climate, the the social culture here, or everything?
11: Yeah, all of it. I mean, definitely the climate was a big shift, but, um, you know, Texans are really specific. And (laughs) so I guess it was, yeah, it was just like a kind of a new a new way of, plus I was, you know, I was a kid, so I was leaving what I had, the only thing I'd ever known, you know? So um, we adjusted though, you know?
2: Yeah. And Emily, as I mentioned, it was during your time in Indianapolis that you started sharing your music publicly. You were a teenager at that time, attending Pike High School, and I grew up in Indianapolis roughly around the same time you did, and aside from a few coffee shops or all ages punk venues, I remember there were very few places for teenagers to see live music or to perform their music at that time. That was really frustrating for me as a teenager who loved music. I'm curious if that made things difficult for you as a teenager trying to make something happen with their music.
11: Yeah, you know, we're, As teenagers, were so inventive um, (laughs) and scrappy. I felt like I didn't know that I was missing that. I guess in certain ways, Um, and and would go to like DIY venues or definitely played in some coffee shops. I threw shows at my house sometimes. You know, it's just like um, kind of making the best out of it. Um, It wasn't until I moved to New York that I realized how much uh, I was missing out on. Um, but you know, I think cool little scenes can really sprout up and, and they're, they're ephemeral by nature, but, um, but important to the people who are part of them, you know?
2: Do you remember any of the specific, uh, DIY venues or coffee shops you were frequenting (gasps) at that time? Or is that too Uh, far in the past?
11: There, cornerstone coffee yeah. i remember i worked there too so you know i'd like barista by day and play my songs by night um that one's in in uh broad ripple i there was one called lulu's electric cafe which also i worked at and played at um and was subsequently fired from so <laughs> you know um but yeah it's a. That's not all I can remember. I don't remember any of the DIY spaces because they were completely just like, you know, in some weird wreck room of some, you know, willing establishment for a night or two, you know, that yeah, kind of yeah, thing.
2: Yeah, very transient. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Emily, I remember you making a huge impact with your music here as a teenager. I believe you were featured on the cover of Nouveau News Weekly at one point, and you were profiled in the Indianapolis Star, which is always a big deal here in Indiana. I mean, this probably seems really small now compared to everything you've accomplished, but that must've been very meaningful for you at the time. Uh, Yeah, tell me about that, getting all this attention for your music here in Indianapolis as a teenager.
11: Yeah, you know, it was very surprising Um, it was so obviously incredibly encouraging because, you know, you're just a kid making songs and, and trying to let your imagination be your guide, you know, and then having adults notice that, um, it, it's, you know, it's a big deal at, at when you're 14 or I think I was 16 when I was on the cover of Nouveau. I think it, Yeah, just kind of made things seem more possible, if that makes sense.
2: We'll end this week's show with Love Saves the Day, a track from Emily Wells' latest album, Regards to the End. Thanks for tuning in. For this look back, it's some of my favorite interviews from 2022. Check out the Cultural Manifesto podcast, on Spotify and Apple Music to hear the full episode. I'm Kyle Long, and you've been listening to Cultural Manifesto. ¶¶